Mark 8, 1-21 In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered and they had nothing to eat, he called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from far away. And his disciples answered him, How can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people, and they set them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish, and having blessed them, these also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied, and they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. And there were about four thousand people, and he sent them away. And immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha. The Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Truly I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got into the boat, and went to the other side. Now they had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out! Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, Seven. And he said to them, Do you not yet understand? Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Revive podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today as we unpack big ideas about God's word together. My name is Sean Thomas. I'm an associate campus pastor here at Neighborhood Church, and we believe that God's word is relevant and helpful even for today, which is why we take time to unpack what it says with you so that we can all understand it together and get a deeper meaning. Today, we are joined by Pastor Mike. Ah, good to be here, Sean. Yeah, good to have you back, Pastor Mike. It's been a week or two or... I've missed you. <laughs> yeah, I've missed you too. Yeah, this is a great reuniting of two minds. Um, I was going to say great thinkers of our time, but maybe great thinker and just average dude. Yeah, that's me. I'm oh. the average dude. You could be the great thinker. Well, you're the artiste. You know. <laughs> we'll figure it out as yeah. we talk. We'll let you, the audience, be the determination of that. Uh, for this Sunday, we are unpacking a passage in Mark chapter 8, 1 through 21. And we just heard that read, the feeding of the 4,000 yes. is what we're talking about today. And uh, Pastor Mike and I were kind of talking about, there, there's some, you don't want to call it controversy, but there's always interpretations of biblical passages. Some people thought maybe this was, uh, uh, there's an instance a couple chapters before, feeding of the 5,000. Was this the same? Was this two different ones? Mike, you had an interesting take. Yeah, no, there, there, that was the idea. Some people said, oh, you know, this is one feeding looking at, and it's kind of confusing because it is very similar. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, it, but the number is different. One was 5,000, which is just 5,000 men, males that were there. 
there was women and children and uh, young adults in that. And yeah, so probably there's, ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, it could have been you know three times that. And yeah. the same with the feeding of the four thousand. But if you go on in our passage and you go in, into uh, verses twenty-ish, uh, uh, starting in verse. Um, Verse 19, he actually lists the two of them separately. When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full were, and he's talking to the disciples of that. And then he, go, and then he says in, and in verse 20, and this, you know, and how many baskets were left over for the, for feeding the four. Yeah. So it was actually two different um, feedings there and some interesting things happened. They're very similar. And uh, and yet I, I see there's an interesting dis- uh, difference that we can talk about. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, what is that difference? <laughs> Let's talk about it right now. <laughs> well, in in the feeding of the five thousand, uh, you know, in a sense, Jesus looks to the disciples. What do you want to do? Hmm. How you know? How can we do this? And he yeah. he pulls out of their mind, and he's going, I don't know. And they're looking around, and they find a little kid that has a lunch. You know, five loaves and two yeah. fish. And he goes, okay, and you know. Jesus bless it, and they feed the five thousand. Well, in this one, uh, in the feeding of four thousand, in 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 uh, Mark eight, Jesus just simply says, "I have compassion on these," mm. and kind of looks with that open expression. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, to the disciples, kind of like, "You remember the five thousand we learned from that? Yeah, what are you going to so, do?" Oh, uh, yeah. And and you know they they they're they, you know they, they, and they answer, "How are we?" There's nothing around us. And you yeah. kind of picture Jesus' hand going into his head going, ah, <laughs> the smack. didn't you get it? We already did this a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. You know what do we have? Oh, we have seven loaves. Okay. You know, let's- <laughs> Yeah, let's do it again. One. And by the way, there's Count some fish up. here. Let's just, same thing. Yeah. And you know, so it's, you know, these are teaching opportunities Jesus yeah. uses to, to really expand- the disciples' faith, yeah, because they're 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 trying to understand who Jesus is, and then what does that mean in our life, yeah. in their life, and we're doing the same thing. What does it mean in our life? Yeah, it's, growing our faith is is you know part of the journey of of life is trying yeah. to understand more of Jesus, trusting Him more, going farther, going through a trial or a test of some kind, facing our own. How are we going to feed the you know yeah issues, yeah you know, what are we of, doing and yeah how are we moving and. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's that's huge. And that it's it's so when I was, uh, I've been reading through Mark uh, quite a bit, just it, it whole chunks of it too. And it's funny because I feel like, like you were saying, like a lot of time when I read the Gospels, and and it's good, I, I automatically go to, okay, what does this mean for me today? Practical, modern application, and that's good. You know, obviously we should do that. But I think as I started to read, just the you know, like Mark through. Um, even to the later chapters, I was starting to read it for the first time completely from the point of view of the disciples, as if every chapter, everything that Jesus was doing, right, because or like chapter two, three, he's he's picking up the disciples. And the way that Mark is written is so interesting because it's very much like Jesus is demonstrating the, these things and he's not necessarily talking about his death yet. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like, and, and if I read it, that it's for the disciples' point of view. He's often telling, he's healing people and saying, don't tell anyone, you know, mm-hmm. go, you know, and the, the demon-possessed man, go back to your village, you know, be a witness there. The disciples at this point, they didn't know that, you know, I mean, it's like, is he the Messiah? What's going on? He's a past priest, prophet-ish rabbi. 
and it's and if Jesus came on day one and said, "Here's the entire plan," you know, I'm going to do these messianic things, I'm going to die, and I'm going to be at the right hand of the Father. That would that would be too much, yeah. right? And so if he's doing these things, like you're saying, Pastor Mike, each step from the first feeding of the five thousand, mm-hmm. okay, here's what we're doing: twelve baskets full. There's twelve of you here. Twelve try, you know, like reaching to all these kind of signs and and archetypes. And then it's so funny because Jesus keeps saying, are you so dull? You know, and I love it because then he comes back it again at at the end of this passage in chapter eight, are you still so dull? And when I'm reading this, I'm like, well, but he never said, you know, Jesus kind of never unwraps it or packs it up. But a couple chapters later, it's like transfiguration, you know. And that there is an assumption that we should be growing in faith. Yes. I mean, there's a definite... Hey, you know, you ought to be learning and then applying what you learn and expanding your faith. Yeah. To understand, you know, it's kind of like you, I mean, you're an artist, you, you you practice a lot, you know, whether yeah. it's uh, painting or drawing or singing Music or, or and, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. The more you practice, the better you are, the more yeah. you trust in your instrument, you trust in your ability, you trust in that. Well, the same thing as we practice our faith, the more that we interact with the Lord, that we develop our relationship with him, though no, we kind of yeah. we kind of when we go into a situation, we go, we ah, this is how Jesus would do it. Yeah. That's how I need to do it. Ah, this totally. is more his heart. That's how I should I'm conforming and uh and and the Holy Spirit's working in my heart that way to be more like Christ anyways. And yeah. that's you know that's that's one of the Holy Spirit's jobs is to really teach us and to train us. But what's interesting is this you know, on this whole journey of faith is in Mark chapter six, which you were just you were kind of getting there and going that he he goes back to he goes back to Nazareth, his hometown. Mm-hmm, yeah, and and in, and uh, this was brought out last Sunday uh, in the uh, in the sermon there. But but he went there and uh, and it says that um, he could do no verse five of chapter six. He could do no mighty works there except he laid his hand on a few sick people and healed them, and he marveled because of their unbelief. No. So here is the you know the anti faith you know not yeah. you know it's it's, it's, a, it's I'm not believing yeah. and unbelief is not trusting in God trusting in Him yeah. for who He is mm. so it's an unbelief in that and and actually the the word um, where it says here he marveled it's a more like he was like flabbergasted mm. like really yeah I mean really yeah, yeah. You, you you're not getting this yeah i come mean on. <laughs> come on these people he's people are being healed yeah yeah so, and that's yeah. and that's kind of what he gets at in the in the passage of um you know so he feeds the 5000 or excuse me the 4000 in our passage and then some interesting thing happens right along the way as is that he um he is where am i getting i got to get there in the scripture here he um he he gets there and he um he the pharisees come to him mm-hmm. and they say to him uh uh, okay, we want a sign. Yes, yeah. We we want a sign to show that you're from God, and you kind of want to just Jesus just kind of looks at him. Really? Yeah. I mean, heal the sick. Yeah. The, and just before that, in in Mark, he has a deaf person, you know, hear again and yeah. speak again. Deaf mute speak and hear again. Yeah. He's healed blind people. He's uh, healed leprosy. He's even. Raised people from the dead. Yeah, at the, and, by and you kind of go, yeah. And you want a sign? <laughs> yeah. And you think, when will these guys get it? But yeah. then I, I can't be too hard on them because I'm the same way. 
God does something yeah. miraculous in my life, totally. and I turn around and doubt Him. Oh, He can't do that. Oh, I mean, woe is me. It's never yeah. going to happen. It's not going to work out. You know, yeah. and I, or even if it if it doesn't go my way, then I'm going to be you know in the dumps. And yet, God works through even the hard things of life yeah. to bring us through. It gets down to am I is my is are each of these instances that God is showing up and and things that we're learning are they growing our faith to mm. trust in Him more? Yeah. Yeah, are they moments? It's it's almost like a ladder or stairs in in a sense, you know. And and if for those of you listening at home, if you're anything like me, I know I can get stuck on a ladder or right. stuck on a stair, you know, where it's like I'm too high. We've been in the Los Alamitos campus where I work, do most of my ministering at. We were changing lights recently, and I was on one of the ladders. And I and for those of you listening at home, if you do painting or, or work. You get to the top, you know, up to the top, you see the little sign, don't go beyond the step, you know, and I'm like, oh, this I is do a little... every time. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes you got it to do the extra screw with the light. But yeah, there's times where I get stuck on the step. And, and part of the process for me is looking at where I've come from, what have been the steps that I've graduated from or whatever right. phrase you want to use and how to then continue and progress. Mm-hmm. And I think it's huge that, that that's our mentality, that that we have, I mean, it kind of goes back to the Peter on the boat kind of exactly, conversations right. that we've had in the past. Well, and that's and it's actually in the, in, in the passages before this. I mean, yeah. you know, even though in Mark's gospel, he kind of leaves Peter out. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's like, it's like, I wonder why he did that. But, but it's, I, I was thinking that same thing, yeah, like how interesting. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole Jesus walking on water scene is there. Yeah. And, and I think it's, is it seven? Anyways, it's, yeah. it's back in there. Right and he, um, and... But but Mark is really good at the the writer the the Gospel of Mark is is giving all these signs you know Jesus is is uh, um, you know uh, not being able to do miracles because of people's unbelief yeah not, uh, you know and then he's then he sends the disciples out yeah and then they go and they uh, they experience casting out demons and healing yeah. in the name of Jesus and it's it's amazing and then he feeds the five thousand yeah and then Jesus and Peter walk on the water Matthew's account is what really yeah. shows that and then Jesus heals people you know they even and, and Mark even brings up this part even they just want to touch his cloak and yeah. boom they're healed yeah I mean, it's not like, like Jesus does anything personal to him they just come up and touches the fringe of his coat and getting close boom, he's yeah. healed and totally. they're thinking wow this guy is incredibly powerful yeah. and then Jesus heals this deaf man which is a definite um, sign of him being Messiah. So if yeah. you, if, if you, if we would put it in the show notes, so, but, but it's uh, Isaiah uh, 35 and specifically, I think it's verse five and six, but that whole, that whole passage in Isaiah 35 is, is kind of a poem about Messiah mm-hmm. and different things are there, which includes, he's going to give, you know, sight to the blind. He's going to cause the lame to walk yeah. and the deaf to, to hear and the, the and mute I, to speak. And I think it's in a uh, gospel of John where the, where John the Baptist disciples come to Jesus and say, Say, are you the Messiah? Should we look for someone else? Right. And Jesus quotes that literally. He yes. says, "Well, you tell me. Look at what Isaiah said about the Messiah." Yeah, this and is going on. Like, so Mark is saying this, and then then he gets to this, and and it's like he's he's giving us an insight into the journey of the disciples. Yeah, you know, they're just they're they're always struggling. <laughs> yeah. is he Messiah? Is he they're, they're the one to normal follow? Guys. Is, is, yeah. is he the one? And I mean, we they're do the same questions. thing. Is really yeah. Jesus. Yeah. The one we should be following. Is he really Lord? Is he really God? And the answer to all those are yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. But then if we really believe that, mm. then does our life show that belief? Mm. You know, does and it doesn't mean we're perfect all the time, but are we are we moving towards, like you were saying, climbing up that ladder? Are we moving towards an understanding 
of of growing in our faith. And uh, there's, yes. a, there's a great passage that I, I, I bring out uh, in the sermon that is is in, in Hebrews chapter 11. You can put that in there as well. Hebrews chapter 11, it, it starts out verse 1, now faith is, and it gives a definition, is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Yeah. Now, if you go down a couple of verses, verse 6, it says it's impossible to please God without faith. But in the midst of that, from verses 4 to, I think it's uh, 14 or so, uh, excuse me, verse 4 to 40, and it goes into talking about all these different examples of biblical characters who lived by faith. Mm. Now, they weren't perfect yeah. in any stretch of the <laughs> yeah, yeah. But by faith, they moved forward. They stepped and trusted, and that's mm. that. It's that um, incredible... Um, confidence in who Jesus is mm-hmm. and trusting him and, and to, to align our life his way. And so that's, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where we move in. It's, it's a muscle that we need to continue to exercise. It's mm. a pathway we continue to need to go down and it's important we move down there. It's not wishful thinking yeah. or some vague hope. Yeah, You know, it is definitely a, a confident a trust in all of who God is that he's all-powerful, infinitely wise, eternally trustworthy. He gives grace and mercy and love. And faith is that bold confidence that empowers us to live a life trusting in God. That's so well said. And and I'm hoping that you guys listening at home are, are soaking this in, you know, because this is good stuff about having this practical, you know, working out of our faith. Um, And so I got two questions for you, Pastor Mike. Uh, First, is there any resource, you've given us excellent uh, quotes from scripture uh, to kind of like cross-reference this about growing our faith and working this out. Is there any other like books or or videos or anything like that that come to your mind um, that people might be able to seek out, even inspiring stories about faith? Um, that people have had in modern times. Oh, you know, I mean, there's there, there's always great stories. Like I love the old stories of all the old missionaries. You know, mm-hmm. a story of Hudson Taylor, uh, missionary uh, to China. Uh, you know that that church in China, even in the midst of very difficult climate, um, has continued to thrive, and a lot of because God used Hudson Taylor, mm-hmm. and he experienced a lot of trouble. Yeah. And uh, any any book about him is a good book. Nice. Uh, William Carey is another one, and um, I love Albert Schweitzer, uh, his stories. Those those are just old missionaries that I've studied in the past, and, and you get their biographies and and uh, um, look at those things. It's great. I, but I do think the things that if you were to ask, you know, what encourages you or, or what builds faith, mm-hmm. you know, if, the, if faith is a muscle to be built, what are the exercises? And you know, the first and foremost is always to to learn about who Jesus is. Mm. The more we know, and that's what Mark is doing. He's trying to give the disciples a practical, um, very specific vision of who Messiah Jesus is. Yeah. You know, his name is Jesus. He is the Christ. His last name isn't Christ. <laughs> Jesus the Christ. The Christ is his position, who he yeah. is. And he is the the, the our, our leader, king, lord, master you know, highest influence of life, that's Jesus. Yeah. And to knowing more of who he is, yeah. you know, what does the Bible say? Because the Bible says a lot. It's all about him. Yeah. And and especially the gospels give us, you know, pictures yeah. of stories of yeah. him. So, you know, studying the gospels and seeing that and each gospel writer 
has a unique slant mm-hmm. um, on um, maybe slant's not the right word. Unique perspective on um, Jesus and coming from a different vantage point. Yeah, and uh, and you know, like I love John. Yeah, because John and Jesus were incredibly close. Yeah. So here's a guy writing about his best friend. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to know that. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a unique insight. Not that the other ones aren't any good or anything like that, but, the, but John yeah. just has a unique insight. And you kind see that all through the gospel. Yeah, John. yeah. You know, of course, Mark too, and, and, and Matthew yeah. and Luke. And, and, you know, Luke is very detail-oriented. Boy, yeah, yeah. That, that doctor yeah. <laughs> writing his yeah. prescription of, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's and, I, so, and then, and the other point, uh, other, you know, not only understanding about who Jesus is, but then practicing faith. Mm. Stepping out in faith, so you know we're, you're going to be hearing uh, at Neighborhood Church on both campuses a lot about um, some new mission opportunities coming up. I, I think right now it's Cuba and um, somewhere in Greece to deal with refugees, and it, it would be a step of faith to go on a missions experience like that. Mm. And that's how you exercise faith, by taking steps of faith. You yeah. make steps of faith, faith going to a mission trip, steps of faith serving. You know, I think I need to serve, and maybe I should serve in junior high. You know, mm-hmm. What? Junior high? Why? Wow. You know, I feel <laughs> yeah. some, I always feel, you know, called to junior hires, or yeah. I always feel called to kids, or I always yeah. feel, I want to do something, I want to stretch yeah. my faith. Is that there way. a place that you feel kind of resonating with, but ah, I've never done that before, or right. like, nah, that's in the past or something. Right. And I think yeah. even in the worship area, which is which you run in, yeah. there are a lot of people who have incredible talents. Yes. Media, uh, video, audio, and a musical instrument, yeah. and can sing, and they, you know, maybe now's the time to step out in faith yeah. and say, I'm going to try. Yes. And yeah. that exercise of faith brings you to a whole new level hmm. of that. And so finding a ministry, finding a, a place to do, reaching out and you know, talking to your neighbors more, getting to yeah. know them more. You know, Jesus says this for us to love our neighbors. Yeah. So step out in faith. Doing and that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think those are the things that just kind of, you know, pump up our faith. The bellows and, of faith. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. And, and there there are reps, you know. With, yeah. Uh, with, yeah. 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 With, the, with, the curls with, of our faith muscle. Yeah. <laughs> and we try those things and you know, and, and, and we will begin to grow more. I mean, I've taken so many students when I was youth pastor on and been and adults too, to different mission trips. Yeah. And and uh, uh, faith stretching experience. Yeah. I've never I've never shared my faith before. Well, get up there and share yeah. it through a translator. Yeah. <laughs> Here you know, you go. Yeah. I've never done this before. Well, give it a shot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally. And um and sometimes on those foreign experiences, we're in an environment where we try things more. Yeah. yeah. At home it's a little like uh, Yeah, you're outside of your hometown yeah. referencing back to that yes. passage. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean those are things that exercise our faith. And I think you know, we need to keep growing in faith. Yeah. Because it's a little like uh, walking up the down escalator. Mm-hmm. You ever done that? You know, oh, yeah. The escalator's yeah. going down and you go. And you're doing the opposite direction. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. have to go a little bit, have a little bit faster. You oh, know, that's good. I used to get in trouble as a kid all the time in, in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to go. in, the, uh, in the department like store. The airport they had, the, yeah, yeah, the malls yeah, and everything. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Can you get off your Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone has their bags and yeah. you're going upstream. You know, and I'm making <laughs> problems. Yeah. But, it, but it, you had to run just a little bit faster. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you had to get... And the world is constantly trying to diminish our faith. Yeah. Unbelief yeah, yeah. is in the air. Totally. Yeah. And, uh, and so if we can, you know, exercise a little bit better mm. to kind of... You move a little yeah. bit faster than the world is pulling us down. We can 
we can see some progress and and see some growth in our faith. That's so good, and and hopefully you guys are inspired at home. And and to kind of wrap up our time, um, and and I hate to give the the last tail end of the talk to this, so maybe we can unpack it a little bit more on a future podcast. But what role? Do miracles play in developing our faith muscle, and I think for those listening in at home, you know we we you know there's different schools of thoughts on miracles. Even as you're looking in Acts and the early church, gifts of the Spirit, if you can call those yeah. miracle esque type of things. Um, but we see with Jesus, he's literally doing miracles in a messianic sense, mm-hmm. um, and and we believe you know here at Neighborhood Church, we believe that God works today just like He did. In, right. in the past, right? He's the God of all time, and so he's consistent. But maybe we don't see miracles every day, like the blind, you know, being awakened and whatnot. But yeah, Pastor Mike, your perspective, what role do miracles play in developing the faith for the disciples and then our faith today? I think it's what we look at the miracle for. If we're saying, I'm going to base my faith on the miracle, mm. our faith is always based on the person of Jesus, always. Yes. And that's oh, the yeah. problem with what the where the Pharisees were at. They were trying to look for a sign. Mm. Give us another miraculous happening, and then we'll believe. They wouldn't believe. I mean, they won't believe when people raise from the dead. They won't believe when the blind see. They won't believe when the deaf hear. They won't believe yeah. because it's because they don't believe in the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They do not believe he is Messiah, King, Lord, Master, Savior, mm-hmm. most influential person in our life. So miracles are, you know. They come and they go. Yeah. Why God chooses to do miracles is up to him. Mm-hmm. So if he wants to do a miracle and you happen to be part of that, great. Yeah. It is a it's it, it is a uh, spiritual high. Yeah. Um and totally. I've seen a, yeah. a few miracles uh, yeah. that I've been part of or been around or seen it happen and you yeah. kind of go, "Whoa." Yeah. There are literally miracles like that every day. Yeah. You know, we 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 say coincidence. There is no coincidence. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, simply say it's a God incidence. But <laughs> I, I think it's just more a miraculous thing of God. Yeah. I'll go to a grocery store and I and God had put in my mind to pray for somebody and they show up at the grocery store. That's miraculous. Yeah. That's, that's miraculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll be struggling with something in my uh, mind and I just say, gosh, I just, Lord, just help me, encourage me. And a phone call comes from a distant mentor. Yeah. It's miraculous. It's obviously God is ordaining these yes, things. Yes, and so yeah. and I and I praise God for the opportunity. We can't hang our faith on them. Mm. The, you know, the, yeah. the, you know, we have what we have by the hand of God. We have what we don't have by the hand of God as well. Yeah. So, if He chooses to chooses to allow it, you to experience a miracle, great. Yeah. But don't be looking for a sign because. Yeah. He was pretty intense with the Pharisees because yeah. they want this Yeah, I'm not going to believe. And I'm reminded of the passage in the Gospel of John, chapter 6. It's it's funny. It's verse uh, chapter 6, verse 66, John 666, right? It's where um, Jesus has a ton of people following him because of these miracles, because it's a show, it's a bit of a circus, and Jesus is like, hey, unless you eat my body and drink my blood. And he, Jesus is starting to cut to the quick about, I'm living a life of sacrifice. Yep. Think about what you're following. It says that a ton of people stopped following him right. because they weren't believing in him as a person. They wanted the circus. Right. Of uh, and, and I hate to use that phrase. I'm being a little crass, but it's it's... Jesus was doing, like you're saying, these these were purposeful miracles, but they wanted the show. Right. They didn't want the person of Jesus. Well, and, and it's like that. You know, we want miracles, especially if somebody's sick or hurting. Yes. Yeah. And we pray desperately for those miracles. I pray for miracles. All yes. The time. Yeah. Every time we go to a hospital visit or home visit or yeah. somebody's struggling, I pray for a miracle. God, please. 
yeah. intervene. Yeah. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. And but my faith is not based on my mir- the what if it the miracle happens or not, or if what I prayed for happens or not. My faith has got to be in the person, and I trust Jesus even when things don't go my way, mm-hmm. because He has reasons that we don't understand. Yeah. And and it doesn't change the fact that it's still hurtful and a struggle. And believe me, our world is full of hurtful things. And and I know I've gone and, and asked God why, why why didn't you choose to intervene? Mm-hmm. And um and and those are times when He says to me, Mike, just trust me, mm. and we'll walk through this. Trust me, yeah. and we'll get through this. And you know, and that's what faith is. It's a confidence and a trust in Jesus and you know I still had to process my emotions because it hurts it, 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 and I cry with people and, and I feel the frustration and I want it to work out and and I want it to work out my way Yeah. but my way isn't always best and I know that yeah. and God knows that and he's got a good thing planned for us anyways um, man on that note <laughs> thank you Pastor Mike for joining us for our podcast thank you guys listening at home all you guys and gals and encourage you, yeah, trust in the Lord. Mm. How are you building your faith muscle? How are you trusting in the person of Jesus and not mm. trusting in what what we think is is the right solution right. or the right answer? Yeah, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is always great. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your way, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Mm. Great verse to memorize and to be reminded of our own understanding wanes <laughs> and yeah. moves and yet Jesus doesn't. Yeah. He's the same today, yesterday, as always. So good. Well, that's our Revive podcast for the day, everybody. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we also hope that you share it with your friends and family. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and you could follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, for YouTube, if you look up Neighborhood Church of Cyprus or Neighborhood Church of Los Alamitos, you can watch our Sunday services there and find these podcasts. And we would also love to hear from you. If you guys have any questions or comments from this podcast or something that you heard on the Sunday service, service or something that a friend told you or you hear on the news or whatever it is, please email us. We want to engage and answer any questions or even try and figure out questions that you guys might have because they might be big, huge questions, you know. Uh, So write us at connect at neighborhoodchurch.com. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-T at neighborhoodchurch.com. Until next time, we pray that God revives your soul.